Good morning. It's Thursday. I'm George Watkins, and I'm glad you're here. What a blessing to be a part of God's family. And that revelation or the understanding of what that means is fresh and new every day. Wake up and it's a new day. No wonder God gave us a 24 hour cycle so we could enjoy a refreshing every day. I'm glad that God given, has given us this, these brief moments that we can share and talk about the good things of God. If you're new to our broadcast, and there are those that are tuning in as we continue to be faithful to what God has called us to do, and when you come by our way, stay a while. See what God's saying to you through these simple teachings. Okay, well, we're going to talk today about the old, the alternative, the alternative world where your spirit dwells. How about that? Okay. I wrote a piece, a little note in the notes below, and <clears throat> Kind of a description. <laughs> it's a description of where I live. The point being is that God has something for us we haven't discovered yet. When we discover new things, doesn't mean we just throw out everything. But often when <clears throat> something is revealed to us, the old things are rearranged in some form so that we understand with a greater concept, a greater grasp of what God's doing. On and on. There is no end to this, folks. <laughs> so revelation is a part of our lifestyle. And I want to talk today about our spirit dwelling in another realm. In order to do that, I'm going to go into Ephesians and I'm going to read a couple of verses out of the Passion Bible. You know, I've been in this now for a, a little while, and I'm still using the Mirror Bible and the King James and the Amplified. I have those uh, at my fingertips. Of course, on my phone, I've got 50 different translations. But I want to just give you a fresh glimpse of a mystery that most of us read by without grasping. We've read it a dozen times, a hundred times. We've gone through the book of Ephesians and we talk about seated, see, seated and dwelling and, you know, intertwined with God. And when, but emotionally, how do we emotionally grasp the fact that it's a reality more real than sitting on your chair and drinking a cup of coffee and going to work and driving your Ford. More real than that is the scriptural description and the revelation of who you are in Christ. Now, why is that important? Because if you don't know that, you'll continually be knocked aside off the, um, the target, as it were, You'll be heading somewhere spiritually, and two or three weeks later, you're in a in a in a 
you know, negative, fearful, discouraged, despondent. Something happened, throws your faith off. You wonder if God's still alive. Because we need to have that anchor in our soul. Hallelujah. I gave an illustration of our farming village. <laughs> it was a village when I came. 45 years ago, we had 12,000. Uh, we must be peaking out at 50 now or so. But it's a farming community. And the valley is very, very rich in soil. The uh, river flooded for centuries. When the pioneers came 150 years ago, they had to find the river underneath the soil because the log the logs came down and made a network. The dirt came on top and the fields grew over it. And for miles through our valley, there was no river. It was underneath. So they dug it out, cut all the logs out. But over the centuries, the soil had been spread out because the water would flood every year. Now we raise multiple multiple variations of fruits and vegetables, grains and so forth. But our biggest crop is tulips. There was a time that the Netherlands, the nation of the Netherlands, ruled the world in tulip business. Matter of fact, back in oh, 1500 or 1600, they had a tulip bubble and one tulip bulb was worth the price of a house. Put your mind around that. <laughs> That's what you call a big bubble. Well, world migration happened. We, uh, we ended up with tulip farmers coming over here. And now we have... We are in competition with the world market and sometimes dominating it. In the month that Easter is, around April, we have 250,000 or so visitors roaming around our little country roads, looking at tulips, taking pictures and so forth. Now, why am I saying that? Because the ground that I look at in the wintertime is rough and uneven, grown up in various wild grasses. But come springtime, they go through about once a year with a deep plow. In some cases, four, five, six feet deep if they need it. And they take soil that has not come to the top for a while and they flip it over and put it on top. Then they take different sizes and of of plows until they break that soil down to a fine, beautiful grain. Then they flatten it out. When you see those fields before the planting, you wonder how did they get it so fine and so beautiful? It's because they deep plowed and they kept plowing through it until they had the perfect ground. I'm challenging you today as we talk about this alternate world, this spiritual world where God dwells, Paul, writing to the church in Ephesus, describes the reality of our spiritual, our spiritual life, our spirit. And some call it bilocation. Some call it living in two worlds at once. It's a mystery. I'm challenging you 
to go forward into some of the mysteries of God and not be afraid that you'll be deceived. The Holy Spirit knows how to bring us into, into truth and into, into revelation. Now, let's look at a couple of verses in uh, Ephesians 1.20. Ephesians, uh, let's start out with Ephesians, the first chapter and the third verse. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished, I like that word, upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with, with all of our hearts. Now, what does that mean? That he has lavished us with every blessing in the heavenly realm. What is the heavenly realm? Well, that's the realm that God lives in. That's the spiritual realm. Now, way back when theology began to be formed, the theologians of those early, early days begin to take some of the concepts of that the philosophers were espousing. And they came up with a concept, the philosophers did, they came up with a concept of separate worlds, the natural world and the spiritual world. And they've they wove that into the spirit to the biblical theology, so that people they either have natural lives or spiritual lives. God made one world, and it was both natural and spiritual. The spiritual world and the natural world intertwine so much that you can't tell them apart. So when we talk about seated in heavenly places. We're not going beyond the stars. We're not trying to find some distant portal, you know, to go through like a black hole or, a, you know, one of those uh, time warps. We are involved in the world that God's involved with, and it's called the creation that he made, one world, spiritual and physical. Same thing. Now, I know in our, in our thinking, we, we rationalize it out. We try to figure it out. Set your mind aside and let your spirit speak to you in these things. Now, listen, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us. What is every spiritual blessing? <clears throat> That's good homework for you. <laughs> Try to write it out. Make a list of it. Every spiritual blessing has been lavished on you. I like that. As a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all because he sees us intertwined, tied together, can't separate us in Christ Jesus. One of my first jobs with the constru in construction in Portland, Oregon, when I was about 19 or 20, was with the labor's union and they took us up to the top of mount hood to a to the ski lift and we were putting up new cables on the ski lift well they gave us leather gloves and a pair of pliers or you know wrench or something and they laid these cables out now the cable was like 
two inches thick at least, but it was made up of several different braids of steel. It wasn't just a solid piece. It was woven together, as you know, cables are. That's how they get their strength. The Bible says a three-four-fold cord is not easily broken. So we laid those cables out end to end, and our job was to unwind that huge cable back about 10 feet in each direction. And then we would bring that together and rewind it so that it was intertwined. It was so put together that it was impossible to separate it so that when the skiers came down or went up those ski lifts, that cable would not separate. This is what it means to be as this, as the mirror Bible says, uh, not the mirror, the passion, wrapped into Christ. We are wrapped into Christ. It's an amazing thing to be wrapped into Christ. Why? Because when you're wrapped into Christ, you cannot be separated. Wow. <laughs> Think of that. Okay. Now, that's another that's 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 another teaching isn't it just think about it when you're wrapped into christ you cannot be separated sounds pretty serious okay now let's take another peek here at uh, one and 20. these are familiar ones but i wanted you to replow your field and drop a deeper plow down turn some soil over spiritual soil and spiritual revelation that perhaps you haven't done for a while. Hmm? Not just the surface, you know, we go over the same scriptures and we read it and we think the same and we, you know, oh, I believe that. Sure, I've heard that preached. But what about dropping the deep plow of revelation and asking God to bring up some fresh understanding? Okay. Now this is, uh, <laughs> oh, I can't talk and, and read at the same time. One in 20. <clears throat> One and twenty. Okay, I have uh, mentioned often. <laughs> I love this Passion Bible. If I if I uh, was going to say something to the uh, publisher, I would say make the scriptures, uh, the numbers of the scriptures a little bigger, because I cannot find them very quickly. And when you're preaching, you don't want to be stopped somewhere along the line. He says in the 19th verse, pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this power as it works through you. This is the mighty power, and here's verse 20, that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Okay, here we are. We're in the heavenly realm. This is Christ going to the heavenly realm. Now, two and six then picks up this same theme. And it brings us back to, um, <clears throat> he has raised us up with Christ the exalted one, and we 
ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm, for we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Okay. What I'm doing today is just stirring up your hearts and your faith and your your hunger to see what the mystery of it is to be interwoven so we can't be separated, exalted with Christ to the highest honor, and seated with him, in him, the scripture says, we are in Christ in the highest seat of honor. Wow. And that's um now here's I want to um I want to pick up uh, a side note here in 1 Peter 1 and 12. This is a wild one. <clears throat> Heavenly angels are fascinated with God's mercy shown toward us. And <laughs> the uh, author uh, and the, you know, the, the translators of the Passion Bible use the term the university of angels the church is the university of angels and every one of us are professors why because uh first peter 1 12 says that they look in to see what this thing is that god has taken and the phrase is god has taken rebel rebellious people those those rebels you and i as a human human nature human family and has made us lovers of god they, they are wondering how it works. So we are teaching the angels something every day. Isn't that, isn't that wild? Think about that. Every day the angels look into our life to see what God did with a group of rebellious individuals and brought them in through Jesus Christ to make us lovers of God. Think about it. You are teaching the angels. <laughs> okay, that's good enough for Thursday. I bless you in Jesus' name. Drop your plow down, go through Ephesians again, and take some time to turn up some fresh understanding. And you'll be amazed at how wonderful Revelation is. Okay, I will see you tomorrow morning, which is, drum roll, my favorite day of the week. What a joy it is to have you along on this journey. Some of you that are new, stay with us. See what God's going to say over the next days. We're coming into a new year that's going to be a wonderful roller coaster ride, they tell me. And it's going to be a victory as God takes us on into our journey. Thank you for your subscriptions to YouTube. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. You that have sent in um, your comments, your sharing, big help. Thank you for your prayers and your financial support. All those things can be found down below. Until tomorrow morning, God bless you. Drop that plow down. Let's get some fresh understanding.